Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Science, Technology and Environment Conversations. We're now joined by Professor Tafadzwa Chinyamurindi, who's a professor with the Department of Business Management at the University of Forte. Professor, thank you very much for joining us. You know strangers to the A-team. Good evening. Good evening, Patricia. It's always a pleasure. And it's the first time we're talking this year. So, yeah, it's always a pleasure being on your show. Well, uh, today we are talking about uh, an article that you uh, pinned down around how remote working has made the lives of uh, female managers much easier, but it has been at a cost. Uh, Talk to us about what inspired this article. And I know one of the things you might mention is COVID-19 and the way it has changed (laughs) the way of working. Definitely, Patricia. It was right at the height of the pandemic. And uh, my initial focus was on looking at the subject of mental well-being within the public service. And that kind of took a different angle because all of a sudden, all of us were now faced with this um, pandemic before us. And between the period of uh, vaccines coming up and subsequently um, slow return to work, I decided to um, work with uh, a group of um, female managers who work in the public service, particularly here in the Eastern Cape, and uh, to understand how they are experiencing the interface uh, of remote working, which at that particular time was common to everybody. I mean, school children were now um, homeschooled, and uh, my focus was just to glean on what are some of the perceived benefits and what are some of the concerns around the, the, the idea of working remotely. Now, Professor, it's all good and well that we are now able to work remotely. It's proved how resilient uh, corporate environments can be and how we, as uh, those who work in them, are able to navigate, you know, uh, through tough circumstances. However, you say that this improvement in the lives of female managers from working remotely comes at a cost. What has the cost been? Absolutely. Uh, It it is a nexus between an opportunity and a challenge. Uh, It is an opportunity for uh, these female managers to gain access and have some form of agentic power around their own career development. But some of the major concerns and and mainly influenced by the tier of management they were engaged in, which is a middle manager level where they exercise um, upward influence to those above them and downward influence to those below them. It made um, them more accessible to uh, each of these two parties, those above them and those below them. So let me illustrate Uh, the the boundaries that are often created by the brick and mortar situation of an office space cease to exist within the remote working interface because anybody could pick up the phone and say, um, I wanted to talk to you, or or the old line, are you busy? And uh, obviously, are you busy is just being asked as a way of just trying to start up a conversation. And so those boundaries were were actually broken up and uh, the lines of reporting became a little bit blurred. Um, uh, It it made 
these employees more accessible, but at the same time, overly accessible. And with that, it then took a toll. You know, some of the, the participants to our study started telling us of uh, the fatigue that came with working remotely. Actually to say, I may be working in the comfort and the convenience of my own space, but what's that space when you don't have the peace of mind that it accompanies with, when your phone is constantly ringing, when you're constantly being asked to join a meeting, to set up a meeting, uh, those lines that uh, sometimes traumatize us. Are we all there? Or sometimes when another person in his position of authority requests everybody to switch on their video so that they can just monitor and have a form of surveillance to see, is everybody really there? So it created this sense of um, uh, no peace, yet at the same time, there was the comfort of working within your own space that you know of, but that peace taken away largely due to the remote working interface. Professor, when it comes to, you know, the, the, the positives versus the, the, the cons of this remote working, what does it tell us about the world of work moving forward? Will remote working still be a part of our society? Or is it something that's going to quickly fade away because of some of the challenges and the costs involved in it? Well, well what I argue in the, in the article is we, we need to have a conversation around the necessity of having or, uh, the, the brick and mortar office. We need to have a necessity of, uh, uh, of a discussion around, uh, do we need to have meetings all the time? Do we need to call people together to be under a roof in a crowd room uh, uh, to discuss something that could easily be done at the convenience of uh, somebody's uh, space, time, and, and, and like I said earlier on, peace of mind. So, so, so that's the starting point. But I, I think the, the second gear to that, which is crucial, is are our organizations ready for this type of a collation? It's well and good to say, yes, we need to allow work home, have the necessary uh, managerial capabilities in terms senior managers who understand what it means to work from home. It doesn't mean a violation of employee rights or, 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 or uh, an easy access to employees. It simply means that it is finding new and creative ways to while at the same time offering this benefit that people can have to, to manage what we call the like uh, interface. And one of the positives that we saw from this study, uh, Patricia, was some of the female managers, and, and there's a quote that we put there, one of the female managers a remote working interface in saying that it saved my marriage. I could now actually stay at home, be in the same room with my partner, uh, and, 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 and not have the, the lure of the trouble of traveling spending an hour or so track and then coming back home late. It allowed us to even do things together uh, during the lunch break, to take a walk around the community. The modern organization needs to have these conversations as a way of trying to also emancipate itself away from, if you like, the iron chains that have held us captive to say this is the only way and truly way of working, which is in this brick and mortar 
office space. Now, when when I don't know if when you were doing this particular uh, article, you spoke to um, the female managers. What was they thinking around you know the the, the 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 way working environment changed for them. What was their thinking about the way forward for them? Well, one of the changes, particularly in our interviews, was uh, the the their perception of what it means or the identity process it means to be a man. They as uh, female managers started to question their own ability to manage remotely. For instance, this comes from the whole control way of doing things, that as a leader and a manager, you walk into a room, people should feel your presence. But what if this room is a virtual room? So they, the, the female managers, started actually exhibiting some of the traits which they were complaining about from their superiors, in that they also made their, their subordinates uh, be more available all the time. There was a sense of mistrust to say what is really happening behind the camera. Um, and often, you know, the, 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 they talked about the etiquette meetings, that one of the things they found out in the middle of a meeting, you could clearly hear somebody in the background, uh, uh, an online meeting, somebody in the background is probably doing their dishes or cooking and that noise and that feedback created the sense of mistrust. So, so one of the concerns that these managers also had was the question of the identity of what it means to be a man. While working remotely, or do I need to be in a space where the, the persona, the physicality of my being gets seen and felt by people and therefore, I can assert, assert some form of dominance to say I am truly a manager. So part of that is this need and also the, the, the self-work that must happen in us redefining what does a manager look like, particularly within the remote working interface. You don't have to be harsh. You don't have to be uh, cruel, uh, uh, brazen to try and get people to do what you want. It's really about trying to adapt to find a new identity within a new normal way of working. Doc, thank you so very much for joining us. Maybe give us your closing uh, comments around uh, this article because it's one that has shed a lot of light. Yes, I, I would encourage um, more organizations to find creative spaces in which they can encourage their employees to flourish and to find uh, uh, a peace of mind which only comes through a, a workplace that is not only free, but a workplace that also allows them to be able to have a balance between their own personal space and also that of the of the of, of, of the of the organization's goals. And the future of the world of work is really trying to find this balance. Without that balance, I think we will be uh, digressing uh, uh, and and also creating a dysfunctional organizational setup. Thank you so very much, uh, Prof, for joining us. Uh, how do our A-teamers get in touch with you? Well, um, my I'm, I'm based at the University of Forte, and uh, through the University of Forte, uh, the research is available online. You can read about it in the conversation. 
and I'll be more than happy to uh, connect with anybody who's interested in exploring these ideas further, collaborations for research, uh, talks in organizations around how we can uh, create this envisaged world uh, of work that is also friendly uh, to all in it. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you very much.